Amen. Um, please let's turn our Bibles to look at Romans chapter 9 and read from verse 6 to 18. Romans chapter 9 and read from verse 6 to 18. It's a burden that the Lord has put in my heart for, for weeks now, reminding us as a church what we need to do, uh, reminding us of His mercy, His grace, and what He has promised us, and He has said uh, certain things He has promised us, and what He has said, He's trying to, He's telling us that He will do what He has said He will do, but we need to play our own part. Romans chapter 9, from verse 6, and I'll read. He says, but it is not, he says, but is it not that my, is it not the word of God, is it that the word of God has taken no effect? He says, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham. But in Isaac your seed shall be called, that is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed. Remember, the children of the promise are counted as the seed, verse 9. It says, For this is the word of, the pro of promise. At this time I will come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac. For the children not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Amen? Not of works, but of him who calls. It says, it was said to her, the older shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. Verse 16 says, So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to the Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, that, that my name may be declared in all the earth. Therefore he has mercy on whom he wills, and on whom he wills he hasn't. Quite interesting read here. You know, quite an interesting read. You know, because verse 11 says, For the children not yet unborn, being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose, yeah, that the purpose, not my purpose, not your purpose, but the purpose of God, amen, according to the election, amen, might stand. Not of works, Pay attention, not of works, but of him who calls. So it's not what you have done, but of God who calls, according to the election of purpose that might stand. Amen. Amen. So he says the younger shall serve, the older shall serve the younger. You know, Esau are fated and all that. So in another translation, it talks about according to the election of grace. Amen. So it's not what you've done, but mercy just chose you. You know, it says we did not choose him, but he chose us. In our sinful nature, he came, he chose us. How many people have been ministered to daily by the gospel? So now you go to the city center, 
you get some people carrying, um, I mean, they have a sound speaker and they're preaching the word of God. Everybody walk past. No one is, many people are not interested or uh, I've really seen people interested and waiting to listen. Very rare. I haven't really seen or given out flyers. How many? But somehow you were interested. Somehow you are here. Whether through your family or whether through a friend, but you are here. Why? According, it says here, according that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Not of works. Not that you are better than the next person. Just like God looked and he just picked Abraham. He just looked at the man. Just looked everywhere, to and fro. Abraham, I'm here to just favor you. That's it. Okay, leave this family. Leave this land. Come, just randomly. He just speaks. So, we're not here by an accident. We're not in this church, member of this church by God's grace, by an accident. We didn't meet just by an accident. Everything about our life is according to the purpose of God. Whatever purpose of God has in store for us in this assembly in our home. So, mercy Looking at the life of Jacob, because we looked at Jacob during the open heavens this morning. Mercy chose Jacob. That's the truth. You know, mercy chose him, as he said, we read in Romans 8 there, and Romans chapter 9. Somehow the mom had just a soft heart for him. That even though he was not as hardworking as his older brother, the mom did everything to make sure he got the best rights. Because it was the mercy of God. There was a push in the spirit pushing the mom without the mom understanding why. Amen. Just like I was saying yesterday, that there was unsettlement in my spirit. I was so unsettled. It is the Holy Spirit propelling us to do certain things. But the mom did everything. If you read the story very well, because of time, the son, Jacob, even said, but what of my father? What of my, my older brother is so hairy that what of my father? Yes, my father can't see. And, you know, I can fake the voice. What of the skin? If he finds that, he will curse me. Don't worry. The curse If your father curses you, that curse is on me. I mean, she was ready to take whatever heat was going to come. There was a propelling force according that God's election might stand. Remember, not of works, but of him who calls you. You, 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 you all and myself. Call him. So we are not here by an accident. He has called us for a divine reason. So everything we are going through, God knows it all. God has seen it. Is it tough? Yes, sometimes it's tough. That's the truth of our life. Was it tough for Jacob? Yes, it was tough for Jacob. But even according to election of grace. You see, you know, recently God has been telling to me that things I have not been very pleased about personally, or, you know, about myself, because sometimes I see my flaws, you know, and it gets me a bit, you know, upset and dealing with certain flaws in my, in, in my own heart and, you know, in my own characters. And I'm like, I should have been way past certain things. You know, yesterday, I was, just woke up and I was just so unsettled in my spirit. And my wife was asking me questions and questions and questions. I'm like, God just said, just keep quiet. 
just time me. As much as I had so much unsettlement in my spirit, there was different world, the opposite songs of joy and rejoicing was what was just singing in my spirit. But physically, I wasn't feeling so because I was like, God, God, God. But yet, God was giving me a song of joy. And I'm like, God, but this emotion I'm feeling, I'm not trying, I don't want to sing, but the song was just welling up in my spirit. So I had to just go for a long walk and all that. You know, and that's what I'm trying to say is that sometimes it's tough, but God knows. He knows what you're going through according to his election. But let's stay with the word here. He said, mercy chose Jacob, you know, his mom loved him so much. Whatever this is, how do you think that Esau decided to sell his birthright for a pottage? Can you imagine the kind of hunger could have entered a man to say, let me just take a bit of your pottage? And Jacob said, no, I don't want to give you. Jacob said, what? Esau said, what are you going to give me? Okay, I'm so hungry, I feel that I'm going to die. It wasn't as if he was fasting. I feel I'm going to die. You know what? Is it the better? Take it. Give me a pottage. For food? It is, if you look at that story very well, everything was orchestrated by God. According. Our life is orchestrated by God. Last week, we looked at Sunday school in Samson. And even, that's why I use the word that even... Even though Samson was in the camp of the enemy, that he died in the camp of the enemy, he still fulfilled his destiny. No matter what anybody say, yes, his eyes were put out, perhaps it wasn't God's will, maybe. But whichever way, whatever God intended to do, he did it through the gentleman Samson. That is why we talk about Samson today in the household of faith. Does it make sense? According to the election you know, of grace. That's the something. So what you're going through is according to election of grace. There is a purpose. And we're getting there. So, but when you look at all those things, according to election of purpose, according to this, Jacob had to do something. Even though God orchestrated everything, there came a time when Jacob had to wrestle with God for that purpose of grace that God has destined him to be to come to pass. He wasn't just sitting down and just looking at the sun and where God has said this, and which is a lot of time a lot of people do. But there was a fighting. It came to a point where it doesn't make sense. How can a man wrestle with God and win? Mm, it doesn't happen. So there was a force there was an awakening in Jacob that, you know, that was when his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. That the prince you are, that you have wrestled with God and you have won out. You can't wrestle with an angel and even win. Talk less of the Almighty God. Do you understand where I'm coming from? So that is according. And God is telling us that we must rise. That despite all the promises and all that He has said, there must be in the inside of us an anger, if I could use that word, or how would I put it? There must be an inside of us an awakening that we are tired of where we are. Because these people got what they needed because they were restless. God pushed him. And perhaps what you're going through is that God is pushing you to a place of restlessness that you have no choice but to bounce up. 
If you look at the life of Genesis, it's amazing how this awesome God is. That he orchestrates everything for us. He makes, you know, he, I mean, it amazes me. If you read Genesis chapter 15, you know, verse 13 and 14 says, Before Abraham, you know, he said, Before God gave Abraham, okay, I'm reading my notes. If you read, that, uh, he says, If you read verse 13 and 14, this was what, when God gave Abraham the promise. Let me just, I didn't put that Bible first time, but let me just turn there so that we can read it. Um, Genesis chapter 15, and I'll read verse 14. It says, And also the nation whom they serve are we judge afterward, they shall come out with great possession. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace, and you shall be buried at an old age. But in the fourth generation they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorites, and uh, the Amorites is not yet complete. Anyway, this is God speaking to Abraham. This was before God even changed Abraham to Abraham. Do you understand? God gave him a promise. In the promise, God said, this is what the challenge your children are going to go through. These are the things that are going to be in bond. He makes it, ah, oh God, you see, why don't you just give it a good pass mark and let it just be? Since it's according to election of grace. Are you what I'm trying to say? But God says, these are the obstacles they are going to face. 400 years in bondage ain't no easy thing. That is the truth. That is over, I don't know, call it, that's if a generation were to live 100 years, over four generations in bondage. But if you now read Exodus, where we're going, chapter 3, verse 7, the, when God now brought it, you know, uh, talked to Moses, he says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, as if he had not seen it before even to Abraham, before the, even the promised child was born. God knew. He now said, And I've heard that cry because of the taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. These children had to cry. Perhaps, it says it took about 430 years before they left. And what God's promise was 400 years. So he took them additional 30 years before they became restless of the promise of God to attain the promise of God to now break through and to attain that which God has destined for them. So many a times we receive prophecy. Many a times we say, yes, amen. Many a times we read the word and certain word resonates in our spirit and we say, it's for us. And it is true. But are you restless enough to lay hold of that which God or things are just casual? That one day, one day, one day, one day, it should be. And I pray what we're going to, just like Moses, who God destined to be the deliverer of Israel, that one day, even though things, he went, he got tired, things were pear shaped. He went, uh, he left Egypt, you know. And after several years, when he was 80, God remembered him, you know, and God revived him somehow. He was not even interested. He went to the burning bush. He saw a bush. God got his attention. He, was, he didn't even want to go to Israel. God had to force him. He gave all his manner of excuses why he didn't want to go to Egypt. All manner of excuses. You know, he, he was a man that could speak well. Just name it. But somehow, 
according to the election, I pray that even though we are we may be casual, even though we may be comfortable, I pray that God will revive us. Amen. And that's the thing, so that we can fulfill. This year, God has said He will do a new thing. You know, and recently I was just reminded a few weeks ago, and I was like, something that God said to us during the crossover service, and it wasn't part of the message. And I remember, and God reminded me again that the, the, the world has crept into the church so much that the church now is living life in the way of the world. My mom is here by God's grace. God says that we do a new thing. And God reminded me that, remember the service, the sermon? And he said that our fathers, my parents, I mean, yes, no one. Today we're building credit to get credit. It's not heaven. It's not biblical. But it's this way of the world that we've come to accept it. When my mom was buying her first property in UK, in one of the prime locations in UK, it was free cash. Yes, God made a way. She got a business that could happen on, on let's call it, you can call it an accident, but it wasn't an accident because everything happens for a reason. All our properties she built, none was bank loan. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But what is heaven saying? What is your belief? Oh, now we build credit to get credit. Ha! Huh. That is our mindset. And God is telling me that that is not the way. Even the churches today, we get mortgage for the house of God. Can't God build his house? When they were building the temple, the most expensive temple those days, before even Moses and David died, he had the resource, he provided more than enough to complete the job, only that God did not choose him to do the job. Everything was there. It's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. But our mindset has changed. Our hearts have changed because of just the way of life. And God was just reminding me. And me, myself, looking to get a house, looking at oh, yeah, let's just put maybe some money together. I'm like, God. You know, the whole point is when God says I'll do it, you see, his ways are not our ways. And what God was telling me is that, son, all you have to do is, you know, take me back to, um, take me back to John chapter 10, think from around verse 42 or so. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. He said, go back to that place of restlessness to hear my voice consistently daily. And you can follow me because I will lead you to this promise. If you try to do it your way, yeah, no problem. You will get there at some point. But that is not my will. That's why I said, I will, I will do, do a new thing. But our mindset has to change. We must become restless of where we are. We must come, come restless of the mindset the society has embedded in us that makes a lot of sense.
That is the truth. That makes a lot of sense. And it does make sense. That is the truth. But that is not the way of God. And I just want us to pray. Before we do that, as we turn to Revelation, and I'll read it from the Passion Translation for, to make it easier. And just, it says, For you claim, verse 17, this is God speaking, Jesus. Revelation, Revelation chapter 3, from verse 17. I read it from the TPT. It says, For you claim, I am rich, getting richer. I don't need a thing because I'm comfortable. Yet, it says, You are clueless that you are miserably poor, blind, barren, naked. He says, So I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by fire so that you can be truly rich. That you thought so that you can be truly rich, purchase a white garment to cover and clothe your shameful Adam nakedness. Purchase eyes of to be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see how God wants you to see. We are comfortable. Because the truth is that I'm in a place that I'm a bit comfortable myself. And I'll say that as it is. Like, yes, I know I'm not there yet. But at least there's roof over the head. Yes, the children by Grace are not hungry. Yes, they're going to school. Yes, they're doing this. Yes, I like to buy this. Yes, but things are a bit, you know, comfortable. Yes, I don't mind just making progress bit by bit. But God, progress is in multiplication, not in addition. So, I myself, I'm in a place where I'm praying to God, that God challenge me, that I don't feel challenged enough. Holy Spirit, just come, come. I, I, I know this, but I want it from the depth of my heart to be challenged, not just by saying these words. That is the truth. I'm just being naked here before you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will challenge all of us, will revive all of us, so that we begin to think as he wants us to think and lay hold because as we pursue this God, honestly, we would achieve everything that's destined for us to achieve. That's why for me, when I said that God tells us the issue, that's why last year in December, when God told us that this year as well, before we even crossed over into this year, he gave us a word. And he talked, that word was in the book of Psalm 24, you know, Psalm 24, from verse 7. He says, lift up your heads. That we must pray that this, you know, and for those gates to be lifted, we get to a place of restlessness and pray that this gate. Daniel was restless. He fasted. He did not stop fasting until he received that. He did not stop praying until he got the answer to his prayer. He took 21 days. It was not the intention. He was kept on banging heaven's gates till he received. That's why the Bible says, ask till your joy be full. Keep asking. Don't stop until that which you are trusting me. Don't get tired. And the honest truth is, so we get tired. I get tired sometimes. That's the truth. And sometimes when we are in that position, somehow life happens that we become so busy that we can't even pray. We become so busy that we can't even take time to spend quality time in God's presence to hear Him speak to us. We just do a, a, a quick prayer or you know we do a quick bible reading we, we we just do what we need to do but that quality time 
I just said, I wanted to, I was really looking forward to going to cycling with the bodies, you know, beautiful weather and all that. But I was like, God, I, I, I think, okay, cycling now, I, I need you. You know, you know, if I could go for 10 hours, okay, I'll have done that. And that's what the Holy Spirit said, we need to come back. And we need to be intentional. And sometimes when you're intentional, believe me, business, what can come? There may be an emergency in work now. That's the honest truth, that you have to. And the more sometimes you're trying to do, it's almost as if the, 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 the things of life, issue of life comes as a tsunami. And it overwhelms us. And so that when you overwhelm, you don't have the energy to pray. You don't have the power to pray. That is understandable. But what we must understand, the times we are in, because God has set these things, then somehow we must pay the sacrifice. It's for us to choose whether we want to carry on the status quo we are in or we want to do that which God wants us to do. With this, I encourage us to bow our heads. Let's pray in the Spirit for the next five minutes. That the Holy Spirit should revive us. The Holy Spirit should stir us up again. You know, that which God wants, that Lord, the, the, the desire, the grace that I need, the prayer that I need to pray, the passion that I need, the hunger that I need, you know, give to me in the name of Jesus. The change, that which that I need, that change that you know that I need, that Lord, I am casual. Father, revive me, revive my mindset. Father, revive me to have... They put the right priorities right, irrespective of how life is or how the world is. Father, Lord, I put you first because your word says, Seek ye the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. He said, Your word says, And all these things will be added to you. Father, come and help us. Maria Rekete malekete dedede mara kontu rebosata lekete dedida 
Mamande Bosoto Makoto Sikete Debu. Rikoto Sikete Lebo Satan Dekete Zagada Zogotoha. Rikete Leketo Made Eleba Elema Leketo Lemane Eleba. Makoto Rikoto Madi Asiatan Dekete Makoto Rebo Sata Dekete. Regete Soto Made Bosete Lebo Sete Ledea. Leman Degede Maria Zadadan Daradan Doto Dorodo Zedededi. Jekoto Made Asiatan Dekete Makoto Lekoto Lebo Satande. Rikete lebo soto malikete dedede makata lekete rakatando konto sikete dedede bokonto lebo satade razanande dedede zayarando lo zulu lo zedede zedede zigidigidi rakatando koto lebo satande kete jagada zagada zugudu zigide le mandere soto malaba satande kete gideha o lord malema satande kete bagada bokudu lebo sikete dedede gideha mjendandando koto lekete dedede makata lekete dedeha Mandele bosoto makata lekete terere ragada zatande gede zegede makontore bosegede gede gede razanande lelele ndendelele ndandandondonde gede yakata zegede bagada bokoto zagada le mandele bokontore bosheto le basiata lekete dedeha la zantando koto lekete ndedede yata lekete ndededeha rakontore bosoto malakata lekete dedeha ragada zoto legede zegede 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 zatara ndodo zudo zedede zedede zegede Let's try and bring our prayer to a close. Malakata lebo sekete dedeha. Mandandan dedede zandan dedede bokonto lebo zekete dedeha. Mandandan dedede zagada zogodo zagada zekete hagadaha. Father, we bless and praise your holy name. We just give you all the glory, honor, adoration. Glory be to your name in the highest, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. As so we're just praying, sorry for taking time. I just remembered that. When I was saying what is that my mom, you know, and all that, and I look at her life, you know, she's here. In the, the in sometimes the stress of life that she's experienced sometimes in the past, I mean in the past, maybe in the last ten years, bought things in cash by God's grace. But as the world crept in, I remember her buying later, you know, as society is, you know, mortgage and all those things. She's here, yeah, she will tell you. And she took a mortgage. She's uh, not trying to <laughs> pay. Oh, well, we have to pay this. Oh, and if. She's never lived a life where she was. Because the Bible says, you know, a, a borrower is a slave to the lender. So for years, you know, mortgage, we have to cover this, we have to cover that, we have to... Not that she didn't actually have that, but the idea of, I want more, I want more, I want more, oh, we have this. But sometimes God tells you to live within the capacity he has blessed you with. Because God understands that everything he does, he does not borrow. He, we are not, he says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, he says you shall lend. To, you shall not borrow, he says you shall lend. You cannot, I'm, just, I'm just telling you the scripture. What that? They say you can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. The truth is the truth. It's not that those things are not. You can do it different ways. But what is the way of God? That's what we're talking. That's what we're here. That's the truth. So what I'm saying is encouraging us that we must begin to believe. 
And if we don't really believe in, we should ask God to give us a different heart, a different mindset, his mindset. The Bible says in Philippians 2, um, Philippians chapter 2, it says, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. This is what we need. Sorry for taking longer than I should have. But Father, we do say thank you once again for your word. And for those who have not given their life to you that want to come into a relationship with you, Father, throw them to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless and praise you. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.